Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. I'm live from the Tennessee Titans COVID Test Processing Center. It's the fourth and inches <laughs> show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how are you? Well, I don't have COVID, so I'm doing better than a lot of the Titans players. How <laughs> are you today? Does that mean you've tested positive or negative? I don't. I'm negative. I'm negative. Okay. But we have positive You're things positive for you on the that? show today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, we certainly have an action-packed show, as always, this week for you guys. Um, Obviously, as the Sherpa alluded to, if you've been living under a rock today, the Steelers and Titans game has been postponed from Sunday. They're going to play it maybe Monday or Tuesday this week. Everything's still a little up in the air. It looks like at least four Titans players, along with uh, multiple staff personnel, have tested positive at the moment. Uh, The Vikings didn't practice today. Obviously, they played them last week out of precaution. There's a lot of testing going on. Um, For the first couple of weeks, the NFL was boasting about how no one's tested positive. And then last week, uh, we got our first positive test, and now it seems to kind of be trickling in. Uh, Obviously, this is going to have some impacts. Hopefully, it's something they can get rescheduled and get contained. Uh, But what are you thinking so far about it? Um. You hope that it's an isolated incident and your fear that it might become more of an issue Mm -hmm. as the season goes along. But, you know, obviously the immediate concern is just for the players affected and their families and loved ones and friends and hoping that they're all okay and that nobody, you know, has any life-threatening situations. But, um, yeah, it's, it's serious stuff. And I'm sure yeah, by and, uh, wearing a mask, they don't mean face mask. No, no. <laughs> and, of course, uh, as as we promised you at the start of the season, uh, we're going to continue to try to be uh, a, a break from the COVID and all the heaviness of the world. So, yes, it is, it is seeping in a little bit. It is a factor. Obviously, you're going to need to have some backup plans and take a look at the waiver wire uh, because you're going to be without some guys. But, for the most part, we'll try to be COVID-free and stay COVID-free here. <laughs> Unfortunately, on top of uh, the COVID outbreak, there were several more injuries this week. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but as always, we, hear, we are here for you for a full hour. We'll be here until 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. And then next week, we'll be back at our normal time, Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. You can find us all week long all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number four THN Inches show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. I'm pretty sure you can figure out who's who there. And we will be taking you through all of the games tonight, who to start, who to sit, uh, your waiver wire picks, of course, the aforementioned injuries, and our game predictions, some daily fantasy picks as well. So we're trying to help you win your league, your daily fantasy, um, maybe make a little money there. So we've got all kinds of good stuff for you tonight. What do you think? Should we dive in? Sure. So the injuries, as always, you have time to do literally anything you've ever wanted to do in your whole life right now. I've got a good one this week. <laughs> Out in Seattle, uh, we have a a couple of cranky people after playing the Cowboys. Probably not as cranky as the Cowboys after losing that game, but Chris, running back Chris Carson got rolled up on pretty good. He is dealing with what they're calling a sprained knee. He's questionable, but, quote, sounding positive that he's going to play this week. So that's certainly something. Wait and see, but have a plan beyond. You, you never really know. The Eagles, uh, on top of the fact that they are – still woefully ineffective on offense, are going to be without several players, it looks like, this week. Tight end Dallas Goddard fractured a bone in his ankle. He's going to miss significant time. It looks like Zach Ertz is going to be your guy there. Wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, uh, we knew we were living on borrowed time, that he was still healthy, and it was week three. He left the game with a hamstring injury. He did not practice today. It's unlikely he's going to play this week. Uh, Stop me if you've heard that one before. Also, running back Miles Sanders, uh, he was not as prominently featured on Sunday as we thought maybe he would be. It turns out he was also limited at practice today. He has what they're calling a sore glute, so his butt hurts. And I think a lot of people in Philadelphia are feeling that way after watching the Eagles the last few weeks. But (laughs) on top of all of this, they have a real serious problem at wide receiver J.J. Arsengo-Whiteside actually hurt his calf in pregame warm-ups. He is still not practicing. He's questionable for this week. 
Alshon Jeffrey was limited to practice today. He's still dealing with that foot injury. It's possible he plays this week, but it looks like it's probably more likely next week. So as of this moment, the only current wide receivers that are definitely playing on Sunday are Greg Ward and John Hightower. That does not sound like a recipe for success. They're hoping to sign a few guys between now and then. I'd worry about that offense a little bit. Uh, other I people who thought me, yeah, yeah, thought me if you've heard this one before, Jordan Reed is on IR. Uh, he was he had a really nice game and a half, and then he landed awkwardly in the end zone on Sunday and tweaked his knee and ankle. They're calling it a knee sprain, which has landed him on the IR indefinitely. Hopefully, George Kittle will be back. If there were an IR bingo game, he would be the center <laughs> spot on that card. Oh, his Madden rating on IR has got to be like a 99. He's without a doubt. He and Deshaun Jackson, they're always there. If we were drafting an all-IR team, they'd be first-round picks, no doubt. Um, other other issues in Washington with their football team, uh, a lot of defensive injuries. They lost a couple of guys last week. Chase Young is likely out this week, most notably. He's dealing with a groin injury. He's not practicing. It does not look like this week's going to be it for him. Also out in Atlanta, we saw wide receiver Russell Gage leave the game with a concussion. He's still in the concussion protocol and questionable for this week. Uh, Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson, who is obviously not playing on Sunday, hopefully on Monday or Tuesday, he's still in the concussion protocol. He's somebody that the game being postponed may actually help him. He may be able to get on the field, so keep an eye on that. In Buffalo, wide receiver John Brown left the game. He is dealing with a calf injury. He's not practicing today and is questionable coming into this weekend. They're going to wait and see till later in the week. The Bears lost running back Tarek Cohen to a torn ACL. Uh, that was unfortunate. He was having a, a nice little season there. Out in Indianapolis, wide receiver Michael Pittman is dealing with an ankle injury. He had surgery this morning. He is out indefinitely, but they're not saying that he's done for the year, so there's hope he will be back. Buccaneers got wide receiver Chris Godwin back last week off a concussion, and he promptly injured his hamstring in the third quarter. He did not return, and he's not practicing. He is very likely not playing this week. Uh, they're going to try to get him healthy and out there for, you know, any any real length of time. It'd be nice and more than a couple of quarters. The Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams is also dealing with hamstring injury. He's not practicing. He's questionable coming into this week. Uh, also worth noting, Tyrod Taylor is still quote-unquote questionable. He's not ruled out this week with the chest slash rib slash punctured lung injury that he's dealing with. Uh, scary moment for them uh, when Justin Herbert uh, took a took a big hit. He left briefly with a rib injury. The wind was knocked out of him. He was able to come back. So they, he's going to play this week. Um, Tyrod Taylor, if he's healthy, they're saying that he has not lost his job, but Hard to say how you'd go back to him with the way that Herbert's playing right now, so we'll see how that plays out. As we talked about, the 49ers put Jordan Reed on IR. George Kittle fully practiced today. Not ruled out for this week. He's not ruled in for this week. They're going to wait and see how the next couple of days go, but that's a very good sign. Also interesting to note, wide receiver Debo Samuel was cleared to return. He practiced practiced today uh, coming back from that fractured foot. He's not ruled out for this week either, so they're going to see how his practices go. Fingers crossed he may be out there this week. In Denver, running back Philip Lindsay is questionable with a foot injury. He was not practicing today, so keep an eye on that. The Jets, they're having a wide receiver problem too. Maybe it's an East Coast thing right now. Wide receiver Brashad Perryman is going to be out this week with an ankle injury. Jameson Crowder and Chris Hogan are both questionable. Crowder's dealing with a hamstring injury, and Hogan is dealing with rib and knee injuries. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes, if it can be hurt, it's hurt on Chris Hogan right now. So maybe not the best fantasy pick. Uh, healthy or not, a just wide receiver may not be the way to go. Cleveland running back Kareem Hunt is, quote, day-to-day with a groin injury. He did not practice today. Keep an eye on that. Um, not a starter note, but just a note nonetheless. In Miami, Tua Tayavagaloa, let's try saying that 10 times fast. He is sick, dealing with an injury. He's not practicing. Um, so... Hopefully he'll be healthy come Sunday, but it looks like Socrates, old Ryan Fitzpatrick, is probably going to play forever. Indianapolis is also dealing with running back Naheem Hines is limited to practice with a shoulder injury. He's hoping to play this week. Uh, Chargers defensive note, Joey Bosa looks like he's going to play this week after missing the last two, so that's a good good sign for them. Washington Football Club has also been without wide receiver Steven Sims this week. He's dealing with a toe injury. Questionable going into this weekend's game. Buccaneers running back Leonard Fournette did not practice today with an ankle injury. That's also worth uh, keeping an eye on since he had kind of stepped up and taken the line shares of the carries now that ankle could slow him down a little bit. 
In New Orleans, wide receiver Michael Thomas returned to practice, albeit limited, but still hopeful to play this week with that high ankle sprain, so keep an eye on that. Tight end Jared Cook did not practice today with a groin injury, so I'd keep a, a close eye on that and have a plan B if he's your guy on your fantasy roster this week. Out in Arizona, uh, a surprising did not practice today was wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. He's apparently dealing with an ankle injury. He looked fine this week, um, but not practicing on a Wednesday is maybe not what you want to see, so keep an eye on that as the week goes on. Also uh, limited today at practice was wide receiver Christian Kirk. He's dealing with a groin injury as well. Carolina, pretty much their entire defense was limited to practice today. Not a great sign going into this week. Hopefully you're not starting the Carolina defense, but if you are, eh. Let's let's find somebody else on the waiver wire for you. In Houston, running back Duke Johnson was limited with an ankle injury, but he's, quote, trending in the right direction, so it looks like he's going to return after missing the last two weeks, and that's a good sign for Houston. In Jacksonville, the big note, wide receiver DJ Chark was limited at practice. Uh, he's dealing with both chest and back injuries. That's not great. He's questionable coming into this week, um, but even if he plays how effective he's going to be is certainly a question. Rams running back Cam Akers didn't practice. He's, quote, day-to-day with a rib injury. And out in New England, as always, wide receiver Julian Edelman was limited at practice. He's dealing with a knee injury this week. And running back Sonia Michelle was limited with a quad injury. Uh, a happier note, James White returned to practice after the terrible car accident. His parents were in two weeks ago. He is back and it looks like he's going to play this week. And one final note from out west, 49ers running back Raheem Mostert did not practice uh, with that knee injury. They are unsure if he's going to play this week, so keep an eye on that. So we have finally reached the end of the injuries. (laughs) Sherpa, what did you spend your time doing today? (laughs) While you were reading the injury report, I filled out my official uh, election mail-in ballot. I hacked the Proud Boys (laughs) website, and I got blue the kitten spade. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Very productive time here. <laughs> it was a productive use of time, yes. Hey, you know, someone's got to do so, it. Yeah. Um, shall we move on to waiver wire pickups for this week? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. There, there are certainly some holes that need to be filled. Yeah, maybe not as many as last week, but still quite a number. Yeah. Uh, let's start off with running backs. Miles Gaskin, if he's still available in your league, uh, this is your last chance going once, going twice, sold. Um, (laughs) This Thursday night matchup, you know, the Jets in Denver has to probably be one of the worst in recent memory. Maybe uh, Cleveland and Cincinnati might have even been a better matchup than this. But um, Frank Gore has been getting the bulk of the work for the Jets Mm -hmm. with uh, Levy and Bell sidelines, so he's worth – considering depending on you know, how many uh, you know running backs you're down. Uh, Jeff Wilson for the 49ers, assuming that Raheem Mostard yep. is still out. Uh, if you're speculating a little bit more deeply, Brian Hill has had a couple nice games with the Falcons, and obviously Todd Gurley still the lead dog there. But um, Brian Hill, if he gets an opportunity, uh, might be someone worth stashing on your bench if you have the spots. And then um, – I, I can't see starting him, but Rex Burkhead will probably go higher than he should in waiver wire priority this week just because of his game last week. But, you know, he's a solid fill-in, but, you know, not somebody you want to be starting even as a flex on a week-to-week basis, and especially as you alluded yeah. to with James White back now. It's hard to imagine that he'll uh, get as much uh, activity as he did this past week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I certainly wholeheartedly agree with your list there. Um Carlos Hyde, I think, is very interesting this week with Chris Carson potentially not playing, and even if he does, uh, not being at full full strength. Uh, they're certainly going to have to do a whole lot in the way of offense because their defense is, like, literally signing people off the streets right now. So you know the Seahawks have to score a ton of points. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. Um, the first guy on my list um, potentially affected by the – COVID story is uh, wide receiver Justin Jefferson for the Vikings. If they play this week, uh, they'll be playing Man, at least have a in week left. defense. <laughs> yes, he did. And that's saying quite something when Kirk Cousins is your quarterback. But um, <laughs> so you know, he's still out there in some leagues. Uh, Alan Lazard, if he's still available in your league, you know, like Miles Gaskin, you probably don't have much of an opportunity to snatch him up. But um 
go do it if he's out there and you need somebody. Uh, Anthony Miller with the Bears is really more of a third wide receiver these days, but you know, they have a matchup against Indianapolis and maybe the quarterback switch there will lead to some good uh, things for him. Hunter Renfro, <laughs> kind of the last man standing for Las Vegas. Debo Samuel, as you alluded to earlier, uh, may return from the um, the foot injury this week, and the 49ers are taking on the Woeful Eagles. Uh, Brandon Ayuk had a nice uh, game again last week. Um, T. Wilson mm-hmm. with the Bengals, Andy Isabella, Cedric Wilson, Randall Cobb, Greg Ward, Braxton Berrios, uh, Khalif Raymond, Cole Beasley, Tim Patrick, and Gabriel uh, Davis uh, winding, rounding out my uh, list of waiver wire considerations among the wide receivers. I think I'm a lot higher on Cole Beasley than you are. I'm probably a little biased since he used to be a Cowboy, and I still wish he was. Um, but certainly after John Brown went down last week, he got a lot more looks and really seemed to make the most of it. Uh, so I, I think he could be a very interesting – he seems to be available in, you know, like two-thirds of leagues out there. If he's out there, I think he's a pretty decent pickup. Yeah, yeah, he, he is. I mean, to me, he, he's somebody who's really solid and steady. You know, you can usually count on mm-hmm. him for five or six catches and 60 to 80 yards, but, you know, he doesn't seem to find the end zone that often would be my major, you know, complaint there. Mm-hmm. But um, still, yeah. if you're uh, – depending on how many holes you have in your wide receiver core right now, he's certainly worth uh, considering. For sure. Who you liking quarterback-wise right, this week? Quarterback-wise, you're going to like this. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is so my uh, A1 um, pickup there you this go. week, and I actually did pick him up in one league. I dropped, um, I dropped uh, Gardner Minshew and Justin Herbert just because oh. I like the two oh. quarterbacks in that particular league, and I love the matchup against Seattle's uh, off-the-street defense this week. Yeah. Um, I was yeah, just bad for Cousins, defense, but I'm Sunday rules yeah, more you, you might be an improvement. Kirk <laughs> um, uh, Cousins, um, I was just bad mouthing him, but uh, against Houston's defense, I'd be willing to consider it. Nick Foles going up against Indianapolis. Baker Mayfield yeah. uh, has Dallas. Justin Herbert, uh, Tampa Bay. Teddy Bridgewater has a date with Arizona this week. Derek Carr, I would rank higher on the list based on what he's done so far this season, but. I do respect Buffalo's defense, so that's why he's down further on the list. And then Phillip Rivers uh, going against Chicago's defense. He's more of a desperation heave for me this week. But those are the quarterbacks that I would consider that are on the waiver wire. I like it. Obviously, I'm I'm very excited about Ryan Fitzpatrick pick, as well as Nick Foles checking in on the list. You know, I was very excited when he got his got his start again. Ugh. What a time to be alive. Yeah, it just seemed like it was a matter of time, but uh, we'll see. I'm I'm not sure that either quarterback there is going to run away with it and uh, he's starting in any postseason games, but uh, we'll see. Who knows? I mean, I guess they are undefeated. But uh, Oh, and speaking of – well, never mind. We'll get to that later. Um, Tight (laughs) end-wise, Eric Ebron, top of my list, Jimmy Graham, Mo Alley-Cox, Greg Olson – Robert Tonyan and uh, Tyler Croft rounding out my list. Okay. All right. I got no beef with that list. Okay. So I'll call it my vegetarian list then. And then uh, finally, <laughs> defenses. The impossible I would burger consider... list. <laughs> Pardon? I said your impossible burger list. Impossible burger list. So uh, <laughs> as far as impossible burger defenses, I would say. Uh, Denver matching up against the Jets, Indianapolis hosting Chicago, or no, they're on the road against Chicago, at Carolina hosting Arizona, Arizona at Carolina, so I obviously think that'll be a low-scoring game. Las Vegas uh, going against Buffalo, and Dallas going up against the Cleveland offensive juggernaut. Those would be my recommended defensive uh, pickups <laughs> off the waiver wire this week if you need to stream one. Yeah, there you go. Sounds like a plan to me. All righty. So shall we uh, do some uh, position rankings? Yes. Let's let's see what we're going to argue about this week. <laughs> so it's always the foreshadowing of how our picks are going to go. <laughs> right. 
why don't I start this week? Uh, running back-wise, uh, Aaron Jones at the top of my list. Ezekiel Elliott, okay. second. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, third. Alvin Kamara, four. David Johnson, five. Daryl Henderson, six. Kenyon Drake, seven. Miles Gaston, eight. Josh Jacobs, nine. Dalvin Cook rounding out my top ten list. Honorable mentions to Todd Gurley, Ronald Jones, and the Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins combination. Okay. All right. Um We've got some we've we've got some overlap for sure. Uh I have Alvin Kamara at the top of my list, Ezekiel Elliott also at number two for me. I've got Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, and Austin Eckler running at my top five. Derek Henry checking in at six, Josh Jacobs. I think that, that the Raiders are gonna bounce back a little bit the offense this week. Uh I think last week was more of a uh blip in the radar, so I'm hoping for more this week. Clyde Edwards Hilaire checking in at eight, Joe Mixon and Miles Sanders, even with a sore butt, coming in at number ten because they're just not gonna throw the ball well. Um so we've got some overlap here. Yeah, you know, I was really excited because the first eight of your recommended lists, none of those guys were on my avoid list, but then the last I know that two, almost never happens. <laughs> no, but uh we we uh, unfortunately crossed wires again. Um, top of my avoid yeah, list for this we week is Nick Chubb, uh, Joe Mixon, and Kareem Hunt, Miles Sanders, Frank Gore, even though I just told you to pick him up, Antonio Gibson, <laughs> okay. and then the pitiful Giants, uh, Devonta Freeman, Deion Lewis, and now I guess I can add Alfred Morris to the list. Uh, avoid any Giants mm. running back. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad state of affairs there. Um, I've got, How about you? Who are you I've avoiding got, running back? I've got Ronald Jones at the uh, at the top of my avoid list. James White, I'm excited he's back, but I don't want to start him this week. Uh, I think they're going to have to throw the ball, and Cam Newton's going to end up running an awful lot on this Kansas City team. Uh, Devontae Freeman also checking in at all in that Giants backfield. Chase Edmonds, Carlos Hyde, who I'd like you to pick up. I, I don't necessarily love this matchup. Malcolm Brown, uh, Sony Michelle, Duke Johnson, J.D. McKissick, and Philip Lindsay. If he plays, I don't want any part of it. I don't think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. So some uh, some bigger names to avoid this week, I guess. Yeah. So how about wide receivers? Mm-hmm. Who do you like this week? Top of my list is DeAndre Hopkins and his mysterious ankle injury. I'm hoping it's not very serious. Uh, as long as he can play through it, I want to put him out there. Number two, Devontae Adams, also a little banged up, but I'm taking my chances there. Calvin Ridley, uh, I know I'm very down on the Falcons as a whole, but Calvin Ridley as a human, I'm all in on. <laughs> Tyler Lockett and Michael Thomas, who's speed recovering from a high ankle sprain, I want every part of putting in my lineup this week. Tyreek Hill at six, Stefan Diggs. Uh, out in Buffalo, I like that. I like everything about Buffalo right now. Uh, DK Metcalf, Allen Robinson, and Keenan Allen running out my top ten. All right, we um, crossed wires a little bit again, but we'll get to that. Um, my <laughs> um, top ten list for this week: I have Tyreek Hill at the top, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett, Amari Cooper, Marquise Brown. I think the Ravens will bounce back nicely. Robert Woods. Mike Evans, DK Metcalf, Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, and uh, Julio Jones get them on the mention for my uh, top ten list this week. Oh, okay. All right. Julio Jones checking in. I like it. Uh, I have John Brown at the top of my avoid list this week. Any other week, if he's healthy, uh, I, I feel better about it. But I just don't like this calf injury. Jameson Crowder and essentially the entire Jets offense team, any of them I am avoiding. CeeDee Lamb in Dallas, I like it. I don't love the matchup. Corey Davis, Jerry Judy, uh, Brandon Cooks out in Houston, Hunter Renfro, and Preston Williams in Miami, as well as pretty much any Eagles wide receiver. Greg Ward's the best of the bunch, but I don't even feel good about starting him, so I'm staying away from the whole lot. Yeah, I'm staying away from uh, Keenan Allen, who was on your recommended list. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Allen Robinson, also on your recommended list. Stefan Diggs, also on your recommended list. Uh, Julian Edelman, Odell Beckham, Tyler Boyd, Terry McLaurin, Kenny Galladay, and Robbie Anderson, all on my avoid list. And dishonorable mentions to uh, Darius Slayton, Deshaun Jackson, (laughs) and Mike Williams. (laughs) A lot of dishonorable mentions this week. 
Oh, you know, they well, drag them back into purgatory. <laughs> they just couldn't justify it. Here we are. Couldn't justify it. <laughs> so um, quarterback-wise, uh, he didn't have his best game Monday night, but I'm going to go back to uh, the Lamar Jackson well for Sunday. Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. begrudgingly, at number two on my list. Jared Goff, who's <laughs> quietly having a nice season in the three. Uh, Pat Maho- or Patrick Mahomes, um, the fourth on my list. Don't call him Pat. His mom's going to tweet into us. We don't need that. Hopefully his mom doesn't listen to this. Well, hopefully she does listen, but hopefully she'll take that <laughs> in the vein in which it was intended. Um, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Tyler Murray, Russell Fitzpatrick, and Ruby Breeze rounding out my 10, and then uh, Matt Ryan and Tom Brady, the geezer love with the honorable mentions. I just want you to know, I I very, very begrudgingly have Matt Ryan in my top 10. Not number one, but we'll get there. I also have Lamar Jackson at the top of my list this week. He is for sure going to bounce back. If there is any way to right the ship after Monday night, it's the Washington football team. (laughs) He's going to tear his defense up. I've got Russell Wilson at two. I think he's going to have a field day in Miami. Patrick, don't call him Pat Mahomes, checking in at number three. Josh Allen all the way up at four. Dak Prescott at five. Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, aforementioned Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, and we all knew it had to happen. Gardner Minshew at number 10. <laughs> Come on. It's one thing to predict a Lamar Jackson bounce back, but a Kyler, uh, Gardner Minshew bounce back? Come on. Gardner Minshew is not only bouncing back, he's putting up four touchdowns, and he's winning the game this week. You heard it here first. (laughs) I disagree with the first part of that, and I agree with the second part, but we'll get to that later. (laughs) All right. Um, For me, Carson Wentz headlines the avoid list, and gratuitously I have Josh Allen at second on my avoid list, Cam Newton, Joe Burrow, Ben Roethlisberger, Matthew Stabbert, um, Justin Herbert. Um, for some reason, I had Bobby Herbert written down, but I guess I'm flashing oh, back. Oh, uh, go, Bobby got a whole Hubert. new identity. Um, he does. <laughs> He's throwing to Santonio Holmes. Um, yes. Baker Mayfield, Nick Bowles, and Daniel Jones rounding out my top uh, avoid, my avoid list with dishonorable uh, mentions to Dwayne Haskins and Sam Darnold. <laughs> um, well, your dishonorable mentions, Dwayne Haskins and Sam Darnold, shockingly, also on my avoid list, as well as Tyrod Taylor, Justin Herbert, Bobby Herbert, anybody who plays cornerback for the Chargers this week, uh, I'm not loving the matchup. Carson Wentz, I'm going to sit forever. Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Daniel Jones, Nick Mullins, Jimmy Garoppolo, whoever decides to play quarterback for the 49ers, I also don't want to play this week. Uh, Kirk Cousins. While last week was nice, I, I have not forgotten the week before. I want no part of you. Ryan Tannehill and uh, Jeff Driscoll out in Denver. Not a, not a high-scoring game, I don't think. <laughs> Might be the understatement of the century. How about uh, tight ends? Who do you like this week? Loving Travis Kelsey. Uh, I think that New England defense is, is primed to give up some points there. Uh, George Kittle, as long as he sets foot on football field, I am Totally fine starting him. Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, and Zach Ertz, who I think is certainly going to see more looks with no healthy wide receivers and no Dallas Goddard. He's the only option. Mike Kosicki checking in at six. Hunter Henry out in L.A. Uh, Johnny Smith, Noah Font, and Hayden Hurst. Okay, I have Mark Andrews at the top of my list. Travis Kelsey, Tyler Higby, Jordan Akins, Jared Cook. Greg Olson, Dalton Schultz, Johnny Smith, Darren Waller, and George Kittle rounding out my top ten honorable mentions to your friend uh, Mike Kosicki and uh, Hayden Hurst. Yes. All right, all right. Uh, I actually have Dalton Schultz on my avoid list. Uh, I just don't love the matchup for him this week. Eric Ebron joining him as well as Austin Hooper and Logan Thomas. Jordan Aikens in Houston, Mo Ali Cox, Tyler Eifert, Greg Olson, Chris Herndon, and Drew Sample. Yeah, some overlap. Um, Zach Eric yeah, is actually bit. at the top of my avoid list because I think he's going to be too busy blocking. Uh, Evan Engram. You know, Hunter well, Henry. the offensive line sure isn't, so he might need to. <laughs> exactly. 
TJ Hawkinson, uh, Eric Ebron, Austin Hooper, Logan Thomas, Tyler Eifert, Chris Herndon, and Ian Thomas rounding out my uh, tight ends to avoid. All right. How about uh, your defensive tiers? Tiers for fears. What are you feeling this I week? I do have my tier, tiers are back with us this <laughs> week. I have three very distinct tiers to recommend for you. On the oh, first okay. tier, the preferred tier. Tier one, the top <laughs> tier, I've got uh, Denver, Baltimore, the Rams, and San Francisco is my preferred defenses this week. Um, second tier would be Jacksonville and Dallas. And third tier, cup overflows, got Tampa Bay, Tennessee, Indianapolis, New Orleans, Arizona, Las Vegas, and Kansas City. So that's more than 10, but uh, had to squeeze them all into the three tiers there. Thank you. I, I went with the uh, the historical 10. <laughs> I don't have 10 on my avoid list, though, so I guess we even out. Baker's uh, 10. I've got, <laughs> I've got the Ravens at the top of my list, uh, the Broncos, Rams, Steelers, and 49ers in my top five, the Buccaneers, uh, Jets, Bills, Saints, and Bears. 10 okay. Not a, not a lot of high-scoring games this week, I feel like. I'm going to disagree with you on that, but we'll get to the game picks momentarily and we'll see where we're Yeah, I'm looking at my scores. Maybe, but, maybe uh, I kind of disagree with that too, but we'll get there. We'll see. So yeah. the defenses that I would try to stay away from this week um, from my fantasy lineup would be the, the – oh, there I go again – the Washington football team, <laughs> the Giants, Atlanta, Minnesota, Miami, Cleveland, New England, Seattle, Detroit, Green Bay, and Carolina. So that's 11. So I guess that's my Baker's 10. Your Baker's 10. <laughs> Your Baker's wild. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you've got who to start, who to sit. Now let's get to the real meat of the matter. Who is going to win these football Did you games? give us your defenses to avoid yet? I don't think you did. Well, maybe I didn't. I, just, I actually want to avoid them so Not badly. I didn't even want to tell you about them. Uh, like I said, there's not 10, but the Bengals are at the top of the list, as well as the Chargers, the Vikings, Jaguars, Eagles, Texans, and the Cowboys. I'm recommending a whole lot of Cowboys this week. Mm. Oh, we may see that game differently, but we'll see. So, um, no, I'm, I'm picking them to win. These... I just apparently don't think they'll score it. I don't, I don't know where. They're going to score points. I'm just not sure how. <laughs> Well, if you're picking against their defense, presumably you think they're going to give up a fair amount of points but still win. That I do. That I do. Okay. All right. Um, so speaking of uh, picking winners, you did a better job of that last week than I did. Uh, you had nine right and six wrong and the, the one tie, which uh, Donovan McNabb is probably disputing. Oh. And Which I was had, also uh, against the Bengals. Donovan McNabb is like the ghost of Ty's past, just never going away. Apparently not. Um, and <laughs> so, and I was, uh, I was actually sub 500 for the week. I was seven, eight, and one, which is not good. But uh, so after three weeks, we have identical 30, 17, and one records for the year <laughs> so far. So um, there's, week there's four, it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one, assuming that there are actually games played, and hopefully there will be. Um, start off with the Thursday night extravaganza, the, the Broncos, the, head, the headless horsemen traveling <laughs> to the wide receiverless uh, Jets, and this will not be a high-scoring game. This might not even be a watchable game. But I'm This is what you call offensively challenged. Yeah, I don't think this will be as bad as the uh, Arizona Jets game, which I think was back in 2010 where it was 9-6 to six or oh. something like that. But it won't be oh. much better than that. Uh, yeah, it harkens back to the, uh, you know, the, the Mark Sanchez days, I think, the Mr. Buck fumble. But uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, going to go it with is gonna uh, be First day of October, they need they need some Halloween horror inspired things, and the NFL is providing us one on a silver platter. Yeah, this might scare me away from watching it, but uh, I'm going to pick Denver to win this by a touchdown. I'll say the headless horseman twenty four and the jetless Jets uh, seventeen. 
Hey, I'm actually picking a lower score. I also have the Broncos and the uh, Fighting Jeff Driscoll's winning by touchdown. I've got them winning 21-14. Uh, yeah, this is this is really – there's not a lot of redeeming things in this football game, unfortunately. So, I wonder what the over-under for this game is. I'd be surprised if it's much more than, like, 41 or 42. Oh, I don't know. I might take the under. Yeah, like – yeah, whatever it is, I'll take the under. Even if it's zero, I'll take the under. <laughs> I'm going for negative points. Yeah. All right. Um, next up, the first of the Sunday early games, we've got a West Coast team traveling to the East Coast. That would be the Chargers and the Buccaneers. And, yeah, I think this will be an interesting game, maybe not as high scoring as some others might think. I'm disappointed that Chris Godwin is – Heard again, but uh, I'm thinking that the Tom Brady's will have enough to prevail in this game over the Justin slash Bobby Herberts. I'll go with uh, Tampa <laughs> Bay 28 over the Chargers 24. And may I say that uh, I got totally burned last week by thinking that Leonard Fournette was back as the lead running back there, and uh, that, that certainly didn't come to pass. So I, I didn't put him on my really? avoid list. I think I have him in purgatory, but. Uh, Leonard Fournette is not on my uh, favorite um, list right now. Yeah, yeah, that was that was Kirk Cousins for me two weeks ago. But uh, anyway, uh, back to Leonard Fournette and the the Buccaneers. I actually I'm picking the Chargers in a mini upset here. I mean, I guess Tom Brady's pretty much always favorite when he was playing football. But I think the Chargers, despite the fact that their own team doctor is injuring players, is a little healthier. I think that they're just a little gelling a little better. I like what their offense is doing a little better. Um, having banged up wide receivers and running backs is not a great thing for Tampa Bay. Uh, so I'm going to take the Chargers 24-23. Final, final uh, drive field goal here to win it. That's how I see this going. I wonder if Justin Herbert had to give the uh, Chargers doctor his uh, jersey number. <laughs> thank you. I mean, maybe <laughs> he had. They had to have been worried for a second when he when Justin it looked like he had a rib injury. They're like, "Oh God, here we go again." <laughs> yeah. Justin, if, so if you see Justin Herbert out on the field this week with an RX as his uniform number, you know why. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know, this all kind of makes sense now. Yeah, I'm putting these pieces together. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness! Although I think my That'd favorite was Dylan Cam Newton had to. By his uniform number from Pat Patriot. Oh, who's the best? <laughs> uh, there's nothing better All than right. a mascot trying to trying to hold someone hostage. What a world. Yeah. I wonder if the rates are lower for mascots than they are for other players, but who knows. So um, mm-hmm. back to the matter at hand here. We've got uh, the Gardner Minshews traveling to the Joe Burrows yeah. this week. And... I know you're really excited about this matchup. I am not. I'm always excited I, about I, Gardner Minshew. Always. I, I, I understand that. But uh, <laughs> even I, I think with 10 days, they'll, they'll be all right. And I think they'll win this game. I'll say uh, the Gardner Minshew is 24 and the, the Joe Burrow is 21. And uh, Joe Burrow, as impressive as he is, he's going to get killed behind that offensive line uh, before the end I of the season. He, I, I hope think. he lives to see the end of the season. I, I really admire how poised and calm he is, despite the fact that he is under siege constantly and always playing, playing from behind. I just really hope he doesn't get crushed and that changes how he plays. That's my biggest fear for him. But for I just the hope time he's being, not actively out partying trying to get COVID-19 to avoid having to play behind the I mean, I mean maybe. <laughs> right, I, I shouldn't might say actually that. That wasn't funny. I, I apologize. Uh, All right. So anyway, so back to the Gardner Minshew's and his sweet headband collection. Uh, I think our mustachioed friend Gardner Minshew is going to win a, another close one. I'm picking a 28-27 uh, victory here. I think Cincinnati, the tie is really the best thing that's going to happen to them for a little while. I feel terrible. Joe Burrows is very good. I just Gardner Minshew, man, can't pick against him. One point loss is almost the same as a tie. Maybe they'll tie again. Yeah. Wonder yeah, the last know, time it was tied two weeks in a row. But hopefully we don't find out this week. Um, <laughs> next game up, 
we've got the battle of the two 0-3 teams that should have been better, and that's the Houston Texans hosting the Minnesota Vikings. And both of these teams have uh, decent offenses and lousy defenses. You know, especially for Minnesota, that's kind of surprising. You would think at least defensive ends, yeah. it would be pretty good in secondary, but uh, apparently that's not, not the case. Not so much. Um, yeah, not so much. Uh, Houston, uh, uh, for whatever problems they've been having, you can't really pin them on David Johnson, and I think uh, they'll finally get a victory this week. I'll say uh, the Houston uh, Houston home cooking is 35 and the Minnesota um, – <laughs> COVID survivors 27. They are. They are. I survived COVID 2020 as the Vikings right now. Uh, I'm also picking Houston to win. I, I just, I don't know who the Vikings are. Are they team of two weeks ago? Are they team of last week? I have no clue. I, I just, I can't put really any eggs in that basket. I do think they'll score some points. Um, but I think Houston's going to take this 30-21, a decisive win. I think... Kirk Cousins still has one more year on his deal after this, but I think they signed him like so. three years and $80 million. Billion dollars, uh, yeah. Last season, too much uh, consternation in Viking Nation, but uh, it'd be interesting because right now they're they're headed for one of those top five draft picks, but hopefully they'll be able to pull out <laughs> of their tailspin and not have to pick a Trevor Lawrence with a top pick. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, he and, his, he and his bandanas are going somewhere. There's just a lot of options right now. <laughs> yeah, Jacksonville's taking themselves out of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes for now. But uh, I, I told you, you can't, have two, you can't have two bandana-wearing quarterbacks on one team. It's just too much superpower on one place. they got to be split up. Well, Gardner Minshew spent all last week talking trash about uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's beard and look where that got him. Well, it, it didn't go great, granted, but, you know, I think things will go a little better this week. I'm hopeful. I'm cautiously optimistic. All right. Speaking of hopeful, we're hopeful that uh, Tennessee will be able to play. Um, still no word on who the affected players are, at least to the best of my knowledge. So I have no idea if Ryan Tannehill and, you know, Derek Henry are among John Smith are among the affected, but uh, let's hope mm-hmm. not. Um, they're hosting – Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh is a better team, but not by so much that the home field um, won't um, you know, work to Play Tennessee's advantage. Here. So I'm going to go with Tennessee and this Stephen Gotkowski's uh, 27 and uh, over Pittsburgh 24 this week. What, what do you think? Uh, I actually have a pretty similar outcome. I've got Tennessee winning this 28-23. I actually like them a little better overall as a team than the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger's looked very good this season, but I just think the Titans might be a little more complete of a team, and I think that that is just enough to get them the win this week. Like you said, we we don't know if, when uh, this game will be played, who will be playing in it, but, you know, with that aside, if all things were normal, this is what we'd go with. All right, next up we've got um, a game that I would – be interested to see, and that's because I think it'll be probably the second highest scoring game of the weekend, and that's Seattle at Miami. Both Russell Wilson and Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, off to good starts this season. Russell Wilson, that's uh, expected. Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe not so much, but uh, he's certainly doing the job and keeping two out of bay so far. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll put up another nice offensive showing, but uh, against Seattle's uh, defense, if you can call it that, but I think Seattle just has too much uh, firepower in their passing game right now, and even if Chris Carson isn't at 100%, I still think that Russell Wilson will pull this out. I'll say Seattle 34, Miami 31, but if Miami wins, it won't shock me, but I'll still stick to my guns and say Seattle here. Yeah, I mean, even without any real defense and, you know, certainly some questions at, at running back, I still think regardless, whoever you put around Russell Wilson right now, it just works. And I think Miami keeps it very close, very respectable. Like I said, they're literally signing people off the street right now to play defense for them. But I've got Seattle winning this 30-27. Okay, next up we've got uh, Indianapolis at Chicago. Nick Foley and Dynamite. Yeah, I I don't think that's (laughs) going to 
last for very long, but we'll see. I think he's a prime candidate to end up in IR sometime soon. He would also be on my (laughs) IR bingo sheet right next to... uh, um, I'm going to go with uh, Indianapolis and the Phillip Rivers is uh, 27 and Chicago and the Nick Bulls is 24. I I am taking Chicago at home. I'm taking Nick Foles. I think he's the difference maker here. I've got him winning 26-23, another close game. Uh, I've got a lot of those this week. I, I just think if I have to pick between Phillip Rivers or Nick Foles, I'm going Nick Foles. And with both having kind of banged up backfield, little, some questions at, at wide receiver, this, I'm, I'm going in. I'm going in with Nick Foles and Dynamite. Right. Uh, next up, we've got New Orleans. Uh, fresh off their uh, loss to Green Bay in the game the other night, the Sunday night game that on the road against Detroit. I think that'll serve as a nice bounce back for them. You know, Drew Brees, I think reports of his demise are exaggerated, but uh, especially if he has Michael Thomas back this week, um, I'm going to go with uh, New Orleans 31 over Detroit 24. I also have New Orleans scoring 31 points, even though Drew Brees and the Saints historically not as good on the road. And this Lions team, you know, looks better than maybe they should. Uh, having Michael Thomas back, I think, is a difference maker. I've got them winning 31-30, another close one-point game. All right, uh, here's a game which I don't think will be a one-point game, and that's your Cowboys hosting the Browns. And Browns certainly were not living up to expectations uh, this year, Dallas you know, doing it with smoke and mirrors. But, you know, the offense you can't argue yeah. with at this point. And I don't think Cleveland has enough offense to take advantage of Dallas's defense. So I'm going to say that the Cowboys win this by almost two touchdowns. I'll say Cowboys 34, Cleveland 21. I would, I would love that to be the case. I think it's going to be a much closer game. So if there is one thing that I'm sure of in this world, it's that you don't bet against Dak Prescott in the 1 o'clock time slot. Dak in the daytime is where it's at. He's almost unbeatable when he plays at 1 o'clock, and that is strictly the reason I'm picking the Cowboys. If this were a 4 o'clock game, I might not be going this way. Um, In two or three weeks when the Cowboys start getting some of these defensive players back off IR, I'm going to feel a lot better about things, but right now their defense is terrifying. And even with a very pedestrian Cleveland offense, I think they're going to find a way to score some points. I have the Cowboys winning this 31-27. Yeah, the defense is uh, going to get a lot more interesting in a few weeks when some of these guys uh, start to come back. And um, uh, uh, it'd be nice to have anybody to play linebacker. I'm also – yeah, yeah, and we've got – I, I could do without everybody. Yeah. yeah, finally. I mean, he's, he's the healthiest guy we got right now. Everybody's got a neck injury or a broken collarbone. Uh, it, it might not have a left tackle this week. It's just – it's not great out there, but in a couple of weeks it will be better. That's what I just keep telling myself. The NFC least might get marginally more watchable here. <laughs> okay, but uh, next uh, game – Featuring in an FC Least team is Baltimore at the Washington football team this week. And this, I think, will be a blowout. Uh, I think Baltimore will more than double up on Washington. I'm going with a final score of Baltimore 38, Washington 17. And to top it off, they'll only have like a 40-mile bus ride home win. So I think they're going to really be loving life on Sunday. Like I said before, Washington football team defense is exactly what the doctor ordered to to cure uh, all of your ails from that Kansas City game. Whatever the point spread is, take take Baltimore. They're covering. It's going to be fine. Uh, I've got them winning 33-17, and I think that score is merely because I think they will spend a lot of the time in the second half running the ball and running the clock out because there's really just no reason to keep throwing on this defense. So they'll get their points early. They'll get them off and your fantasy teams will be fine, but I don't expect a lot of second half scoring here. Well, that's the tricky thing. You, you almost hope the game doesn't get out of too out of hand too early because you, the last thing you want to see if you're starting Lamar Jackson is him, you know, 
wearing a baseball cap on the sidelines in the third quarter already. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly not out of the question. I just think he'll put up enough yards and points that even if he only plays three quarters, you're probably okay. All right. Uh, Next up, we've got Arizona at Carolina. Both of these teams surprised me last week at Carolina by winning, Arizona by losing. Um, But I think the They'll uh, revert to form, or at least the form that I envisioned for them this week. And so I'm going to say that uh, the Kyler Murrays get back on track against the Teddy Bridgewaters. I'm going to say DeAndre Hopkins is healthy and has a big game, and that Kenyon Drake has a good game. And I just think Carolina hasn't quite found their offensive rhythm yet. Uh, Mike Davis is capable, but he's certainly no Christian McCaffrey. I'll say uh, Arizona 30, Carolina 24. I've got Arizona winning 27-24, so same vein. Uh, like you said, I think Arizona bounces back, and they look a little more like themselves. Um, the defenses here are not a ton to write home about, so I think you'll certainly have some fantasy points to be had. Uh, but like you said, Carolina just doesn't have quite enough firepower there. Okay, next up we've got the uh, Giants. The Giants. My, my, you know, it's Top, top five Certainly pick Giants. careening wildly towards careening <laughs> uh, quickly towards a top five pick. Yeah. Probably a new coach and new GM too, but we'll see. Might I hope well for you a new offensive right coordinator. That might be nice. Yeah. Yeah, an offensive line. Yeah, there's, there's lots of. There's so much wrong with the team right now that. Yeah, it's it's not just you because haven't had an offensive line in five years, and it feels like they've never addressed it. It just blows my mind. Like it's, well, they it's keep, such a huge issue. Well, they they drafted Will Hernandez last year, and that he turned out to be pretty good. And they're drafting Andrew Thomas this year, but you know, just something just get crazy. Showing. Well, they signed Nate Folder to that ridiculous contract, and that hasn't well, worked well, out that's right. him, So. I think yeah, they can was, get out that of that tough. after this year, which will free up money for Trevor Lawrence or whomever, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. So, anyway, I'm already down on Danny Dimes, and I think uh, like the, oh. the the Baltimore-Washington game, yeah, the only thing he oh, – never mind, I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> so I think we both agree. Rams, I think we'll more than – the Rams will more than double up on my Giants this week. I'll say Rams 37, Giants 17 in a game that I um anticipating will be unwatchable. Maybe Daniel Jones gets a couple of uh, garbage time touchdowns late in the game, but Maybe. I certainly wouldn't recommend starting him. Do you think Blue the Kitten will be watching this game? No, funny you should mention because the first time he made an appearance <laughs> on the show a couple weeks ago was – for the Arizona, for Washington yeah. and Arizona, and he scratched me as I gave my pick of Arizona, so I figured that made me want me to pick Washington, but I was right and Blue was wrong about that. And he just came back when I was giving my New Orleans-Detroit pick before, So, but I, I assume he wanted me to pick Detroit Lions, which would make sense since he's a cat, but I'm, I'm sticking oh. up the seat there. So, sorry, Blue, I think you're going to be on the The terror rolls on. Uh, unfortunately, Big Blue and Little Blue Giants are probably yeah, probably blue. not going to be any bigger, but that's beside the point. So, what's your pick for this uh, travesty of the blue. game here? I'm I'm right in line with you. I've got the Rams winning 35-17. Uh, this is not must-see TV this week. Yeah, unless you're doing a Rams staff in DFS, maybe. But, Which I would recommend. But we'll get we'll get to that shortly. All right, yeah. um, next next up we've got uh, Buffalo traveling to Las Vegas. If this game were in Buffalo, I'd pick Buffalo, but it's not. So I'm going to pick the hometown uh, teams. Derek Carr having a better season than anticipated. No healthy wide receivers right now. And hopefully Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs are both healthy. I think they'll figure out a way to make this work. Uh, Buffalo's got some injury concerns of their own, most notably John Brown. But uh, I'm going to go mm-hmm. with Las Vegas by field goal at home. I'll say uh, the Black Holers, 27, and the Josh Allens, 24. I'm taking Josh Allen. I, I think Vegas bounces back. They are certainly not what they looked like last week. Uh, I think it's more the team of two weeks ago is, is going to be the norm, or at least I'm hoping so. 
Uh, and we'll talk about DFS in a, in a few minutes, but Derek Carr is a steal this week. Uh, that being said, I still think that Josh Allen's going to pull a victory out here. Even without John Brown, I think that they're going to find a way. I like Cole an awful lot this week. They're going to win 28-24, steal a win on the road. All right, next up, speaking about stealing wins on the road, we've got uh, <laughs> Kansas City. Um, well, they didn't just steal. They blasted the Ravens on Monday night. So, they did. They did. So now they're back home against the Patriots. And you would think, well, Patriots are probably going to be a little bit outclassed for this game. But, um, yeah. and, and I think that's the case. Kansas City, hopefully they won't have a letdown in this game, but right now I think, you know, it's hard to argue with the fact that they're clearly the class of at least the AFC, so I'm going to pick them to win this by 10 points at home. I'll say Kansas City 34 and the Ken Newtons 24. Okay, I'm I'm right with you. I've got Kansas City winning 33-23. Even if they have a down game, they still aren't going to lose this game unless something catastrophic happens. This New England team is not on the same level as Kansas City. Uh, it's it's not Bill Belichick and Tom Brady of 10 years ago. This is Cam Newton still trying to figure out an offense here. Um, so I, I, Kansas City wins without a doubt here. All right, next up we've got another NFC Leafs team, uh, the Eagles, traveling to San Francisco, who uh, anybody has uh, had a nonstop gurney action this season. It's been the 49ers, it seems like half their uh, yeah. defensive line is on IR with you know, torn mm-hmm. ACLs, but they you know, didn't seem to bother them against the Jets. I mean, uh, against the uh, it Giants. Or the Jets. <laughs> the Giants, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> right, uh, they pulled off the New York. I think uh, they're happy to not be playing in that stadium anymore. I mean, probably. Not great. Yeah. So they're so, back home. I think things will be better. They're back home, and I I don't think this will be a very high-scoring game. I think San Francisco still has enough defense left to make life miserable for the Carson Wentz's, and getting Debo Samuel back might help. They seem to have figured out, you know, stop gaps for the running game. So I'll say that the 49ers win this by 10. I'll say uh, San Francisco 27, Eagles 17. I I am a little more down on the Eagles than you are. Like I said, there's just not a lot of healthy players. There's not a lot of very good players right now. I'm worried about them. Um, So regardless of if Nick Mullins is under center, Jimmy Garoppolo is under center, Blue the Kittens under center, I think the 49ers can still win this game. I've got them winning 30 to 13. Uh, and I think some of those points are, are more the Eagles' turnovers than it is the San Francisco offense, but they're still going to score some. All right, and then rounding out the action on Monday night, we've got uh, Green Bay hosting Atlanta and what, what I think will be a high-scoring game, but I think Green Bay has just a little bit more defense than Atlanta, which has virtually none for the and for the umpteenth year in a row, so I'll go with uh, Green Bay at home. I'll say uh, Devontae Adams or no, Green Bay 37, Atlanta 31. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm also going to take Green Bay, surprise, surprise. Uh, I, at home, it's just really hard to pick against them, especially Aaron Rodgers in prime time. And I'm, I'm still very firmly on my picking against Atlanta bandwagon here. It's working for me so far. Uh, I've got Green Bay winning 34-27. So, uh, certainly some points to be put up there. I think it'll be a more exciting primetime matchup than perhaps a Sunday night game. Um, so just real quick we before we three get games out, this week. Yeah, it feels, feels wrong. So we'll see, we'll see how, uh, how our picks stack up. Uh, of course, uh, just a few value picks for your daily fantasy leagues this week at quarterback. Surprise, surprise. We've got Gardner Minshew here as well as Derek Carr. Like I said, where he's priced this week based off his play last week, it is the time to play him. Ryan Fitzpatrick, also great value here. Running back Daryl Henderson, Carlos Hyde, J.K. Dobbins, 
Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's been quiet, but I think he's going to bounce back this week. Kenyon Drake, I think, also has potential for a big game. A wide receiver, Tyler Boyd, uh, Alan Lazard, we talked about earlier, Marquise Brown, Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry, Brandon Cooks, all good starts there. At tight end, Jimmy Graham, Mike Isecki, uh Logan Thomas, Mo Ali Cox, and defensively, Dallas and Tampa, I think, are both uh, good values there. If you're looking at stack teams and players, the Bengals, Seahawks, uh, Ravens, Dolphins, and the Bears all look good there. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll be back Rams. on our normal night Tuesday. Yes, the Rams, of course. And we'll be back Tuesday at 8.30 in our normal time uh, for a full hour with all the news and notes, all of the starts and sits, the waiver wire picks, our game predictions, daily fantasy picks. You need it. We got it. We'll be back with you next week. You can find us all week long uh, with all of your questions. Let us know who you're picking. All over social media, we're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.